Francesca Posati is an Italian artist that only became an artist two years ago after moving to the UK and rediscovering her passion while being an health assistant. <laughs> Seems confusing. What if I told you that art helped save the lives of her patients and also brought the passion back to her after a 10-year break? Let's dive in and discuss how art can save lives, getting better at one art medium by painting with another, how realistic art is more than just a copy of a photo, and advice about getting started with art from scratch. Want to be part of the show? Then send in your questions or topics you'd like to see covered to our email at hello at etcherlab.com. If you send us an audio recording, we might include it in the episode. Hi, I'm Manya, and this is Make More Art, a podcast by Etcher, meant to inspire you to keep on creating. Now let's hear from our guest. Okay, so Francesca, the first question I have for you is, I know you're relatively new to art making. It didn't happen until not long ago. How long ago was that, and why did you start? Okay, so I started uh, three years ago mm -hmm. here in London. And uh, how did I start was really, I think, peculiar because I was working in a hospital for eating disorder because that's actually the reason why I came to London uh, to work with eating disorder. And uh, I had to uh, observe the patient at first, uh, um, when I first started to work, uh, to get to know them. Some of the patients, uh, they were one-to-one, to one, so I had to stay with them a long time and sometimes sit, just literally sitting and observing them in their room doing their own things. Question, sorry, what was your job at that time? So I was uh, a healthcare assistant. Okay. Um, in Italy, I graduate. We call it educator. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a mess. It's completely different than mm -hmm. here. But that's what I, what I could do in, uh, in the UK. So, yeah. uh, and that's how I started to draw, actually. Like observing the patient, like staying there for hours and... Um, You know, sometimes I I just didn't know what to do and I had the allocation sheets and I had mm -hmm. the pen. So I just started to draw them, like uh, to portrait them, of course, asking them uh, because, uh, yeah, this is, maybe they didn't want me to. Yeah. Um, but it was completely random. Like, I seriously didn't know even how I, I did it because I wasn't drawing for... I don't know, for years or like 10 years or something. So it just came up <laughs> like that. How long ago and... was that? So you, you're, you were born in Italy and you moved to the UK to work as a health assistant. And this was how long ago? Uh, it was like a, a bit more than three years ago, like okay. maybe three years and a half. I moved in the UK uh, four years and a half ago yeah uh -huh. um so yeah the main reason was because in bologna uh where i'm from mm -hmm. uh after graduation i couldn't find the like the 
uh, a place to work that I that I wanted to because I did my dissertation in eating disorder and mm-hmm. uh, because I did all the internship during uni in eating disorder and so um, I work with a patient with eating disorder through the internship so I really got into the the, the field and I wanted to uh, work there but there was not a place to work yeah like I they they just basically um, let's say use the um, the student during the internship but then oh, they don't they don't hire yeah. them yeah uh, because it's because cheaper to have interns so they just really take advantage it's complicated to, to explain now so I'm not I'm not going yeah, to yeah let's just not <laughs> hope uh, that kind of words yeah I found a really really good place here in London and um so yeah, that's that's how also I was started to approach art. Basically, then I uh, the patients started to support me in this uh, drawing uh, thing. <laughs> more and more, they asked me even to draw, I don't know, some uh, singer they like or you know actor actress they liked. Uh-huh. And so after I um, you know I was going home after even twelve hour shift. Wow. Uh, and draw uh, on my own like even during the weekend I didn't go out and I was drawing Um, so in a way you used art as therapy for your patients and that gave back tenfold it got you back into art as well after a 10-year break Yes, and yeah, ten year break. Like I never did it mm, professionally. Yeah, I'm just I was just doing it mm, even as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. like I was drawing anime and things like that. But uh, I never thought, oh, I'm gonna be an artist. I wanna yeah. be an artist, and uh, you did it for fun. It was a hobby. Yeah, I was. You know, never thought that I, you know, it was gonna be a, a job. Definitely, and in Italy, absolutely not because. Even if it's like wow, <laughs> everyone thinks oh, it's the ultimate country for uh, for art, but mm, uh, at least where I'm from, uh, that's this conception of the art, the starving artist, mm-hmm. uh, is a bit of everywhere. I think sometimes, but um, especially where I'm from, there is a really small environment, uh, and like you have to, I don't know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be something uh you know study business and things like that um something really standard real um, job it's I'm not even quote unquote to be an artist if you say that uh, in it's italy like, well what are you gonna do then <laughs> you know you're gonna end mm-hmm. up in the street or something so um never never thought about it i actually study pharmacy because my dad mm-hmm. uh, had the ph- his own pharmacy for uh, mm-hmm. like 40 years so I, after high school, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And uh, I was like, yeah, let's do that. Like, like it was something easy, you know, and, and I hated it, absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. Then I discovered through personal experience and family experience um, that I wanted to help people with issues and like mental illness and wow. addiction, disability. Uh, so I found this course uh, that... Um, um, it was just perfect for what I wanted to do at the time, mm-hmm. and I graduated like this, uh, <laughs> comparing to pharmacy, yeah. pharmaceutical study that was really slow for me. Mm-hmm. So. Because you you were not super in love with it, but then was <sighs> it 
and yeah. it was also really hard like Oof. basically um in high school i studied um ancient greek and latin and like literature hmm. mostly because i did i hated math and then in pharmacy pharmaceutical study I, uh, it was like the first year like math physics chemistry Ooh, slap in the face i mean i knew but uh, I, was, I was like why did i even choose this? why, why, why did i do this to myself i'm a masochist it's it's funny because i did a bit of everything if i think <laughs> of uh, my life journey and mm-hmm. what i chose you know like from greek latin and then so all uh, over the place yeah very all, all over the place it's like uh, definitely i didn't know where to go you know what to do and and even recently because uh, you know i i'm an artist just since a uh, couple of years so um i i used art in uh, in my job as uh, in the hospital for oh, yeah almost three years but it was not professional like i was doing art and craft I started to get into craft as well and I, I because I was seeing that it was helping the patient as well and my relationship with them so it was actually a good way to get to know them and uh, building trust uh, um, uh, because like they were seeing therapist doctor as like you know uh, yeah like this the enemy Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They're here because I'm. I have a problem, and they want to cure me, and they don't care about me. They just want to. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of distrust at the beginning. I I believe. Yeah, also, I mean, I don't know. Most of them really um, quite uh, complex, so they weren't maybe talking at all. Uh, so art was a really actually was a really good way of um, of approaching them even though uh, most of them say that they never did art they didn't like it and they didn't want to do it but then eventually I I managed to go to get everyone into art so then I was like uh, they um, told me that I could be the activity coordinator of the hospital oh it's so good that they recognize that it was yeah it's I was really happy. I was really happy, seriously. Can you tell me a story about the time, like one of your patients? I'd love to know how that came to be. How did, who thought about art? Was it you? Was one of the patients? Can you tell me one of those stories? Like, how did it happen? There there was this patient. I think I just started to talk to her about what I was doing, like presenting myself as activity coordinator and everything. And then I showed them what I, what I did, you know, what mm-hmm. I did with all the patients. And uh, I think it was amazing because she said at first, no, like, I don't want to do any of this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I actually started to, with like craft, uh, asking if she wanted to make a, like a friendship, friendship bracelet. And then after, I think it was the same day, but like after hours, mm-hmm. uh, another member of staff, staff came to me and said, oh, actually, she asked for you. She said that she wants to do uh, what you proposed to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that I think that is, it was already like a big thing for me because she was so, uh, you know, like she wasn't keen at all. 
at first mm-hmm. and then she looked for me you know she asked wow. for me to another member of staff and then from there like you know she just asked me how she could do the you know this bracelet and then uh, she just got into it more and then she started to talk about herself as well Aww. like we because it's it's a bit hard to explain but you have to be in the situation but then yeah. I I kind of knew what to ask and what to mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. yeah know, that's why you're uh, pro <laughs> what not to ask yeah uh, and then like she was like I, I'm not gonna paint because I'm you know I never did it and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so bad I, I'm sure I, I can't do it mm-hmm. blah 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 but I, I just brought a canvas the painting <laughs> I was literally just just doing it you know in front of them and I was starting to do it myself and then I asked her okay you don't want to paint but if you if you would mm, if you had to have a painting in your house what like what would you want to have like mm-hmm. what subject and uh, she told me that was her dog so then uh, we I was like oh show me a picture and then I started to you know to show her how how to to paint her dog Oh. And uh, she got really interested in and and she started to use the painting herself. So you started that painting and then gave it to her and she kept on working on it and you were working on it together? Yeah, because she asked me. Uh, oh, that's so nice. You know, she was like, no. And then when she saw me doing it, that's what I was saying before, like transfer my passion to them. Yeah. So most of the time it was like me starting and like yeah. having all the painting there and like all the stuff there even if they said no you know wow but before of course you can't just go there the first time you meet them and and you know with stuff with like overwhelmed they yeah. already overwhelmed you know in yeah. a new place in a hospital in that condition so mm-hmm. um i needed to be the, you know to talk with them uh, in in a very friendly way like yeah. i think the difference with my role was like a more friend friendly not a role. patient yeah a yeah, friend but of course in my head it was like all uh, i knew what to say and what not to say again exactly. so even the friendly uh, approach for yes. me was like a uh something you know i i knew how to to use it was not just random you know so yeah that made sense and that i think that what makes a great professional because great therapists in my opinion and i'm not saying that you are a therapist i know that's not what you studied but people who um practice that sort of work i think the best ones yes they understand that they're patients they know which buttons to push and to not touch because that's their training but they're able to treat the patient as a human being and that's i think that's what separates therapists from the great therapists it's it's just empathy you know treating people as people and yeah and just the fact that you were able to dive into that pole of art that you love so much and make that passion visible to them in a way that is not overwhelming but interesting and then question so after they started painting how did that i i'm sure that painting helped them be more open towards you and trust building so how does that connect with helping fix the issue, um, the eating disorder? 
Okay, <laughs> this is a big question. Um, well, first, uh, of course, it was not just me. There was a big team of course. behind, you know. But um, I think, again, as I say, that um, because most of them didn't want to talk about uh, their own issue, and especially from the start, when they first, you know, meet you, as you know, it's it's normal for everybody. So for them, even more. Um, I think uh, um, I think art is a really good way of expressing yourself, mm. and in a way that you don't even you don't even realize. Like when you do art, you just um, I don't know if it happened to you, but like if you do art and then you have to talk with someone, like mm-hmm. uh, your husband, for example, mm-hmm. like. You don't think that much of what you are saying, you know what I mean? Like there's a disconnection between what you feel and what you say? It's like you're more, um, you feel more free in a way. Okay. Or at least it's for me. And mm-hmm. uh, I saw that was for, for, the, for the patient as well, because they were starting to talk more openly as well, mm-hmm. like while they were painting. Mm-hmm. And through even uh, even describing some subject you know mm-hmm. then things can come up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard, again it's really hard to explain so but... it's like uh, art puts you in a state that is more approachable in a sense that you don't it's not like you don't have your guard up so tight you kind of let exactly. it go down yes. a little bit and yes. it puts you in like in a more approachable mindset and it's it's not like hypnosis of course but in a good way it helps you communicate yes. better exactly that's even if it's just about random completely normal things just like oh uh like this color it reminds me of the blue of this about this one thing I did back then in the day like you know this blue reminds me of the beautiful ocean back in my hometown yeah. and then you're talking even, about your hometown like you say like you put, you put your guard down and mm-hmm. that's that's the main thing I wanted mm-hmm. to uh to say that's mm-hmm. that's what actually happened wow like um but I realized that it happened to me so mm-hmm. then I thought well maybe wow it will happen to them as well Wow. And uh, and in general, you know, like using a brush, it's just something so um, also relaxing in yeah. itself. But you have to be relaxed, right, to use a brush. You yeah. can be um, super, you know, hardy. tense and tense. Yes, the, the word in English. Yes. So I think that was the main thing like be able to first they were expressing themselves through the art. Mm-hmm. And they were expressing themselves to me as well. It's like mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the communicate, the communication w- was was better, was more open. So in That's a sense, art was like a bridge between the patient and the caregiver in a way that not only facilitated communication, it built trust. And after that first step, then because you were talking, then you could eventually start the therapy and helping them with their eating disorder so art was a way to get closer to them so you can put them in a so they would feel safe and with enough trust to start yes the therapy wow also also the fact that i was always there like you know they see mm-hmm. they saw me every day so you know doing 
certain thing, you know, art and craft every day and uh, even see me coming into their room every mm-hmm. day and say, hi, how are you? You know, oh, yeah. it's it's all thing together, even, you know, small and big things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think art... Uh, help a lot i mean that's that's what i think i agree uh, i agree agree. and if anyone wants to share their thoughts about this conversation please do so at etterlab.com forward slash francesca and uh, we will uh, i I will spell that at the end of the show okay so my next question for you is i understand now the connection between art and uh, the the therapy work that you were doing at the time and and how that influenced you to start making art for yourself. Now, you've been doing art for like a couple of years. And your art is mind-blowing amazing. It's super realistic. It's super detailed. So and it's uh, beautiful. The colors, the depth, the light is beautiful. <clears throat> Sorry, I have so many questions. The first is, how did you get to this level in such a short amount of time? Okay, so I... I... It's a really simple answer. I just did it. Like, I just did it every single day. Like, since I started three years ago with the patient at the hospital, um, no matter if I was working, again, 12 hours, eight hours, um, five days a week, two days a week, I was Mm -hmm. doing it at home as well. I was doing it even, like, until late night on my own. Every Mm -hmm. single day, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, you know, like when I discovered it and I and I saw that actually I could make something nice I was getting I was getting into even more and just doing it more mm-hmm. so before maybe it was just like uh, I don't know tr- three times a week and then it was like uh, five and then every, every day, day. Again. and I wanted to discover more and more like uh, I didn't want to just uh, use the pencil I wanted to use the acrylic I wanted to use the watercolor I wanted to mm-hmm. use the uh, pastel so it just like get, got bigger and bigger and uh, I bought the material uh, uh, again at the time I had the job so mm-hmm. I could afford to to buy the material and um, I have a really supportive fiance so it was an he didn't mind like to um, you know even in the weekend that I was doing art while maybe watching movie together mm-hmm. like I think it's it's um, when I started, it was really rare for me to just watch movies without doing art. Mm-hmm. I had to do art. Wow! Like it was like I I had this I had it like a like a huge to do it. You, mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. you were so, addicted to it by that time. And uh, you know, so if you do it like every single day for. Um, two years two, one three years, years you become inevitably really good at it thing is i think the secret is not only you did it every single day you did it while knowing what you were studying you know because if you do it just for the sake of doing it every day hoping that you get results over time and you're not you know focused or mindful about what you're practicing you can do whatever you want you're not going to get that better unless you put some thought exactly. into it so how did you yes. know what to focus on um again i think with with practice because i so i know that i wanted to do realistic because uh, um it's just what i liked like mm-hmm. uh you know on instagram i was looking at so many artists doing like for example the eye it was something that 
mm-hmm. you know, got me at first a lot. And I was like, that's so amazing. It's just, it's better than a photo. Like it just get you better than a photo. So I really want to do this. So mm-hmm. um, I want to do it like that. So I started with the eyes mm-hmm. before black and white and color. And uh, um, I just got, you know, I just watched YouTube uh, tutorial and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, I never never study like never paid for a course or anything like that mm-hmm. just nowadays there's a lot of you know free, free. online and um I just start to do a lot of research as well I just there's but, so you know, many like, even things. at night mm-hmm. it was something that I, I I loved so I think you need the practice a lot of practice but also you need to love it like like 200 percent mm-hmm. wow I think and, and it's also the thing that you said you started with pencils and then when you felt like you were good enough with pencils you brought them to another medium and then when you were happy with that medium you brought them to another one and another one was that it basically yes it is not because I felt I was good with that medium so okay. I could start with another mm-hmm. it's just because I really wanted to do to use as many medium as possible I wanted to to be I want to be a versatile artist I don't want that I don't even understand how some artists can focus on just one medium because mm-hmm. I feel as I am like I would be even bored mm-hmm. like to just have I, I like to discover new things in general as, as a person so yeah. I'm um, and also it gives you so many possibility of what you can create like yeah. the more medium you know how to use the uh, again the the more possibility you have and um yeah, yeah so. and also the cross like when you discover a new technique with uh gouache maybe that gives you insights on something new you can do with i don't know pencils or something because oh what if i did it like yes. that but with pencils and like oh this is actually pretty cool let me try that again yes it's it's true it's, you <laughs> you learn you know from one medium to another and then mm-hmm. when you go back to a, a, a certain medium you're like oh actually you know I didn't I didn't know this before and I discovered it through you know like I was I was doing pencil for so long and mm-hmm. then I started to use acrylic and then I go back to pencil mm-hmm. and then I get back into acrylic I was like I'm using acrylic differently now wow. after so long uh, like uh focusing on pencil and like get professionally on pencils that's really cool and one question though before i put this uh subject to bed how did you know it was time for you to try a different medium um i think i don't know i think to be fair it was straight away i use pencil because i think if uh it's hard to paint without knowing how to draw so again because i didn't I didn't draw for so many years since high school time. I wanted to to see that I could actually mm-hmm. draw, uh, you know. So I had to use pencil and like graphite and mm-hmm. just the basic. And then I was like, okay, I can draw. So I think uh, I think I can paint as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just I just tried. I I have to say, you know, at first you don't know the material very well. You don't know what to buy. So I got the maybe the cheapest stuff mm-hmm. and uh, when you then get the better material you see the huge difference because yeah. you have a bit of experience and with the be- you know best material 
uh, I chose realistic also because, well, first, because I just love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, second, I was like, if this gonna be gonna ever be my job, I think, you know, if I want to actually make money <laughs> with my art, mm-hmm. um, with, you know, I have to be versatile. And I have to, uh, I think realism is just what will give me uh, a job uh, faster as well, because I don't know if I if I did some abstract or something that it's it's even hard to comprehend. Like gallery stuff, it's harder. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, probably would would have taken me ten years to sell something. So. Yeah, and I think that because you were doing what you really loved, the amount of growth was way higher than something that you didn't love as much because the more you love something the more you want to practice the more you practice the better you get at it so if you want to make money out of art then for sure do money out of art that you love making because it just makes the whole thing more enjoyable in kind of not easier but in a sense easier because you get better faster one more question i have for you so i i heard some artists say and i've maybe said it sometimes as well Um, realistic art is very pretty, but you can take a photo. Oh, God. <laughs> Rent time, please. I, do share I your hate thoughts. hearing that. <laughs> I hate hearing that. It's oh so not true. Like, Tell me, tell me everything. So I think people that say that, either they don't do realism, they don't know how to do it, basically, or... I don't know, like, they, yeah, they don't have the knowledge because um, some photos are very bad. Yeah. And I have to work, like, uh, when I do commission at work, I have to work with really bad photos. And my artwork is, not not to brag, but it's better. It is. I have one of I your pieces add... open here right now. And I just want to say, if you're watching this on the podcast, again, we'll have this image on the post. If you're watching this on YouTube, the image is showing up right now. But I have open in front of me uh, a post that you just did, like uh, your third post on your Instagram at the moment of this recording. And you have the drawing of the dog and the photo of the dog. And the drawing is so much better than the photo. You were fixing light. You were fixing contrast you were fixing composition exactly. uh so yeah please uh c- continue there's i'm a... just interrupting you uh yeah there's a study behind it as well like he's not just uh, coping and even even if it's just if you think he's just coping i mean do you know how hard is coping <laughs> a realistic photo like a, a portrait or you know with all the details do you know how hard is to spot every single detail mm-hmm. and every single color and like match the color to you know um so it's a it's a massive amount of work so i think just for that it should be respected more from people mm-hmm. that say oh it's just a photo and uh secondly again it's not like the photo if uh, maybe if you're looking on instagram you think oh maybe it's like the photo uh but if you look at like you know in person you can mm-hmm. see that it's just like Um, it's more 3D, you know, it gives mm-hmm. you this 3D effect. It's like the the dog is coming out of the paper or, mm-hmm. you know, the person is just alive there. So, no, it's not like the photo. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm just going to play the devil's advocate here. I don't want to rattle you, but just for the fun of the podcast, why not? I'm I'm just going to pretend to be a very angry and uh, ignorant customer. What do you mean? The color is hard. You just, you know, color pick the color on the photo and you know exactly what color to use. Mm. Oh my God, your face is precious. You know, those people who just think like, Okay, what I'm trying to get at, there's a difference between the colors you see and the colors that are actually there. You know, oh, when you mean you... when they they if they complain about the work I did. You know, no, if if someone thinks, "Oh, but it's not that hard to match the colors." Because oh, you, can, you can you well, can color pick. <laughs> do it. Do it. it, you bum. Yeah, do it. I mean, um you know, I have I think 600 pens still okay oh my god just color pens you know, color. just color pens <gasps> uh, between cheap and, and good ones you know over the years uh, this mm-hmm. year and uh, there's still never enough color okay wow that's that's how hard <laughs> it is to actually match the color that are yeah. not the basic one mm-hmm. so um that's maybe that's that's an answer and the the other answer is try yourself yeah <laughs> if you think it's that easy then just do it and then tell me how easy yeah. it is um what about uh no, but it's that... good that you brought it up because there's so many people that i know i know that's why i'm like and that's why i'm making an angry is, one uh, which is uh like they should know they should know and, and i'm learning a lot by doing these interviews there are so many things i don't know i mean i'm not able to do realistically uh so i know it's hard um and also, I'm that. very, um, I think I've, the, um, I saw um, an episode with Jean-Francois, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you, you're talking about how detail uh, ruin everything and stuff. For me, it's the opposite. Oh, like, good, good. I'm so me, glad you brought that up. in the detail, you know, like, uh, um, it's really hard to catch all the details, probably impossible, but uh, there are some details that you need to for me you need to catch and uh, to make the the artwork yeah speak. what i was uh, what does. i think so referring to that the, the interview with john which i will link to the post associated with this episode uh, i think what john was uh, was trying to say and i hope i'm not uh ruining everything it's just, just for the context of anyone listening to this interview that did not listen to that one and so, i love his work by the way oh yeah 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 his work is amazing and he's so nice he's such a great person and a great instructor he's so fast he does amazing stuff i know, you know? I, how does he do like he did a live demo with us and in 25 <laughs> minutes he painted a whole scene i'm like how do you do that but basically what what he's doing is he interprets the art and paints it in his own vision he picks the details he wants to do so he has like this very fine line between what is very loose and where to put a lot of detail so the whole thing looks yeah. balanced and it feels like there's a lot of detail but there's not there's just a few spots with detail that are just enough to make the whole piece come alive that's the kind of work he does now the kind of work you do Francesca is details 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 there's no I mean is there any amount of looseness in what you do Sometimes I do watercolor and I love to just uh, not put it, de- I mean, uh-huh. not put as many details. But I have to say, at f- um, when I started watercolor at first, that was like two years ago, um, you know, I was less detailed in general. Mm-hmm. And then, so if I have to go back to watercolor now, 
I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see you doing watercolor now because I think it would be a very unique piece that would come out of it. So if you ever go back to watercolor, please ping me. I'd love to see the pieces you make. But I love them. I I know you do. For me, it's just like, again, I'm not, I love detail, but I even love to, you know, just get loose and with watercolor. It's, Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, so you know it's just sometimes uh, to even take a break from you know realistic concentrating on the detail but I think um what's amazing is that the more I do detailed artwork the more I feel like free in what I'm doing I don't feel like it's uh something uh that made me go mad you know Mm -hmm. because some people um yeah maybe think oh if you do a detailed work you know it's just it's it's too hard it's just you you get mad and you get lost as well in the mm-hmm. for me it's so relaxing actually <laughs> to spot the detail you know and and manage to put them on on paper on canvas and find the right color it's yeah. just oh, i Francesca. love it <laughs> We had Pyle do uh, mandalas on a live demo and she was using uh, rulers and making everything perfect. And that's very relaxing to her and to a lot of people watching it. I would go insane personally. And I think that's the beauty of art because each one of us does what brings us the most joy and peacefulness, if that's a word. So that's why art is so different from person to person because for you, what relaxes you, it's all those details with your super realistic paintings that are beautiful and for me it's the very loose doodles that I do with splashes of watercolor and for Jean it's those very carefully put details of watercolor that makes the whole paint come alive through looseness it's just amazing how everyone's so different yet everyone's just great you know yeah that's why I think it's good to know the artist as well other than the artwork Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. compliments each other yeah Um, no it's (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot there's a word behind it right yeah so yeah it's there's a lot of depth into into it uh before okay we're about to wrap up but before we go one last question any advice for um artists hobbyists or people who are looking into starting a hobby of art making but they're kind of not really want to doing it because they're not good at drawing or they're a bit hesitant to start art making what would you like to say to them uh, I think um, if you want to do it, you just just grab a pencil and do it. Just that's so much online now on Google. You don't even need to research that much to find the the right material. So I think, and there's also people that are nice enough to put their tutorial on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. So I think just follow them and uh, and just do it and. If you really like it, if you you will you will notice, you know, when when you start drawing, you you feel it. I think it's like uh, it's like love, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of love at first sight. Oh, that's uh, so romantic! I love it. You I know, love you it. You start, you feel you feel something. It's just it's more than just you know the drawing a line or a, you know a face or something. It's just more. It's like a connection mm-hmm. with the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, Love it. <laughs> and practice a lot. Like, and never give up as well. Like, 
everyone needs to start from somewhere. So if mm-hmm. your work doesn't look uh, for you, doesn't look nice, just keep keep going. And like, if you want to do realistic work, you have to have a lot of patience and uh, just keep building layers and layers and layers. Don't just stop, you know, for in the first or second layer because it needs time and uh, take your time as well. It's like peeling an onion. There are so many layers and it will make you cry, but it's so delicious after it's cooked. So, But sometimes even now with me, like, uh, well, I don't have this big experience first, uh, but uh, sometimes when I start a piece, I'm like, uh, I'm annoyed when I'm doing the first layer. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, it doesn't look good. It's just, I hate it. You know, I was like, okay, I need to just be patient and do more and do more. And then after I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. Okay. How do you know where to... to- just completely ditch a drawing and start from scratch or when to keep going? Um, I, I think I never, I never ditch a drawing because again, I, I just had the patience to, you know, come to hundred and say, okay, I need to just go on. Wow. And if, if there's a mistake, there's no mistake in art. I think you can always, uh, you know, draw over, paint over, and uh, um, and even you know the first piece that you do when you start art are I think are valuable because it, it, it's nice to see the progress as well. Mm-hmm. So I never ditched drawing or wow. painting. Wow, I love it, and it makes sense for the kind of work you do as well. Okay, so you are going to do a live demo with us. Yes. on april 27th and i'll be hosting it unless something happens by then but no i will host it everything will be fine so <laughs> okay. it will be a fun live demo uh can you just tell us a little bit about what we will be doing on that free demo okay so it will be um an eye i think it will be my own eye and just because you know to have the photo uh there and um i think the eye is good because um well, it, it, it can be done in a um, relatively short amount of time, realistically, mm-hmm. and uh, it just condenses uh, many um, um, re- realism uh, rules and techniques. So mm-hmm. there's, a, you know, uh, I'm not saying it now, <laughs> but um, it's if for people that wants to learn realism, I think the eye is uh, is the best start. It is how you started, as we learned in this episode. So how I, I started, so it's about no. Uh, but again, there's like reflection, there's contrast, uh, there you know light and dark uh, mm-hmm. in a right amount, uh, and um, again because it's small, it doesn't uh, scare as well. Wow! So at least is what I think. Uh, so. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that demo because uh, maybe you're going to make realistic art not as scary to me. I'm looking forward to that. Has art ever helped you go through a hard time? Please tell us your story in the comment section of the post associated with this interview at etcherlab.com forward slash Francesca. That's E-T-C-H-R-L-A-B dot com forward slash F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, simply let us know in the comment section below. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please help us keep the show alive. You can subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts at etcherlab.com forward slash go forward slash Apple. Or if you're more of a YouTube viewer, please make sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notified about our most recent videos. Sharing is caring and every little bit helps. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Until then, let's make more art.